0: Just an FYI, everyone, Uh, Jack and Tim on the line here. This uh, episode went way longer and way ramblier than we expected. So you're listening to part one uh, of the show. So just me and Jack and you can listen to a shorter segment with Jordan, which was a great high vibe Jordan, you know, high serotonin segment, um, which will be uploaded sometime soon. Hello everyone welcome back to the 13th year podcast this is episode number 19 i'm tim mccord
1: and i'm jack selvin
0: so uh today is monday the 31st last day of january we recorded last week's episode when did we record it about a week and a half ago um friday last week does that sound right friday and no, i think it oh thursday thursday because i was initially gonna leave friday
1: oh yeah so oh you gotta update what you ended up doing
0: oh yeah so uh, for anyone that hasn't heard from me since i did cancel the flight that would have been a two nights in a hotel a layover of 24 hours in sanford airport um uh, a whole ordeal um and changed to a new flight for the Saturday, um, which ended up definitely saving us money and I arrived earlier than I would have. I arrived here Saturday night after leaving it and I would have arrived Sunday night. So I left a day later and arrived a day earlier, so saved a lot of travel time um, made it here, and uh, you know, it's been just over a week. Since I've been here eight days nine days um wait that's not that's not yeah. even close right? you got
1: you got there on a sunday now it's monday
0: today's Mon- oh today's monday shoot I oh, know you got yeah. there
1: on saturday night but realistically first full day yeah. was sunday
0: yeah so just over a week and uh, been back here it was definitely a little longer of an adjustment than I initially expected I was thinking. I'd get here and be right back into it and feel uncomfortable, but definitely took a couple of days to kind of shift back into the zone here, which, you know, retrospectively, uh, probably sh- should have been expected. But um, a couple of days here adjusting, saying hello to everyone, catching up with them. There's been some changes around here because the COVID situation was pretty bad. Um, but. You know, last couple of days, been getting back to work, having some meetings, finishing up uh, details because we're going to start the installs in like three weeks. So just finding out some last details, logistics, going to go uh, do some site visits tomorrow. Did some yesterday, going to get a flatbed truck and go to the port of San Juan in a week. Um, and uh, yeah, that's. That's been the main things on the work front. And another big thing is uh, I moved houses since my I've been kicked out of the apartment here that I've been, been at since arriving. And uh, as I was just telling Jack, this will be the last, probably the last podcast recorded from this uh, rainbow swing chair that we have called the podcast studio for <laughs> my entire uh, uh, journey here on the 13th year.
1: So episode twenty will be in the uh, newer, but worst from the sound of it, apartment that you're moving into.
0: Yeah, so it's just next door. Um, when I arrived here, the house, so it's two floor. It's like a two floor unit. So there's like one apartment on the bottom, one apartment on the top. I'm on the bottom. When I arrived here, it was like in complete disrepair and like filled with junk and bugs and nonsense and since they have since they bought the building the organization here they've fixed it up so it's like livable now but it is like um, what's the name of the, the floors that like you have in high school like those tile there's a name for it porcelain uh, no I don't know um sh- Like plasticky ones, like linoleum stuff. Linoleum, yeah. So, I think it's yeah, I think it's linoleum. Like the the floors they have in a mall. So it's like all of that. Um, Everything is white. There's a lot of missing um, panels on the roof, and it's got like three little bedrooms. It's got a bigger like dining room living area in the middle, and it's got like a kitchen room and a bathroom so it's like actually pretty well sized but the caveat is that well obviously it's pretty poor shape and like all the lights are like uh led like white lights with no like uh chandeliers or anything it's just like a couple light bulbs coming out of missing panels in the roof that shine like the white white light (laughs) and uh but i got a refrigerator they bought a new refrigerator so that's good um so I have a really nice refrigerator. Um, I spent all of yesterday uh, building a table out of scrap wood to become my cooking surface in the kitchen. <laughs> nice. So I have a scrap wood cooking like countertop and a electric two like electric uh, hot plates. I have a nice fridge and that's my kitchen and then. The bathroom, I went to brush my teeth last night and turned the lights on, and it was just cockroaches everywhere. Oh no. Everywhere. Which was really disappointing because there were cockroaches here. And I was like, okay, this no one's been in this house in like a long time. There's no way there's cockroaches. And they were there. So anyway, I turned the lights on and then they just like froze in place. So I think I'm gonna have to take showers during the um daytime also there's no hot water so my showers are going to be cold and we're in the mountains here so the water's like cold cold it's like cold water out of your sink cold which is probably healthy so no complaints from me um but here's the doozer the main living area you think oh it's a nice place where i can eat dinner you know maybe sit down do some zoom calls no it's a children's chorus room and there's a chorus that happens Saturday from, like, 1 to 5. So, between... 1 to 5? Four hours? <laughs> yes. So, between my little bedroom and my jerry-rigged kitchen, I walk through a chorus room where the whole... Everything is covered in music notes on the walls. And uh, and I'll have to make myself hidden when all the kids come to sing every Saturday. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Hey, anyway, kids,
1: here's the... Creepy gringo in the wall peering at you.
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna be cooking with the cockroaches in this in the this, <laughs> this piece of plywood that's held up by some stilts. <laughs> <laughs> but so I mean I have a nice sort of view outside. Also the door the locks didn't work last night, so but the locks work now. Anyway, a little bit worrying initially, but you know, I'm happy I got a I got, you know, a really nice fridge, which will be great. I got my air fryer, I got two stove tops. I got, hopefully the sink is gonna work soon, they're replacing it tomorrow. So I think like as I'm here, they're gonna slowly be fixing it up because they wanna have it be like a nice area for students to come. I'm just not those students. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I'm gonna be there during the experiment as stuff slowly gets nicer, but I have very low standards as long as I can cook and I got a comfy bed to lay in and the Wi-Fi actually works which is good. So I was able to finish a video project last night. Um, anyway, that's my update from here. That's my new living space. Yeah, Slightly frightening. I'll get used to it. No complaints from me.
1: Well, uh, I don't know. I would be so uncomfortable like falling asleep knowing there are cockroaches running around personally. Which yeah. It's a very privileged thing to say, obviously, but...
0: No, I mean, not really. Never experience... We should be able to expect okay. that amount of privilege. Yeah, <laughs> it's not I like, mean... It's not, it's, I would not consider that a really privileged thing to say. Being able to sleep at night without bugs crawling into you, that, that should be like that. It, a... prob- it probably happens to more people than you think. Oh, 100%. Anyway, I don't think there's cockroaches in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the um, bathroom. or well, Those are the only ones I've seen so far. But anyway, I'll keep you guys updated on that little adventure. <laughs> Um but I got a great night of sleep. I've been waking up great. I like almost a week in a row now. I've woken up at seven o'clock. Like my sleep schedule is just on point. And like when you start when you wake up on time and like it just puts you in a good mood and you start the day right. Like when you wake up and you have like an hour where you can just like drink coffee and like enjoy the just ambiance before actually having to do anything, really nice. I wish I could do that more. Anyway, that's my update. What's going on, with old Jack Selvin's end?
1: Uh, so a whole lot of nothing. Um, the internship has been not communicating with me pretty much at all. Pretty like radio silence. I've tried to reach out to them quite a few times, and uh, I have really have no idea when I'm going to be able to go into uh, their office, but. Can't do too much more than I'm already doing about that. I've called today. I've sent them a ton of emails. Uh, I did the work they asked me to do, sent it to them. haven't really gotten a response. So I've just kind of been sitting around then um, working at Target uh, certain days. I've had my shift extended a few times. to like nine hour shifts when I was expecting like a four or five hour shift. Uh, and they start at like 8 o'clock, so I have to get up at pretty much around 7, which I was not used to, although my sleep schedule is kind of adjusted slightly. uh, Well, not slightly, pretty dramatically from what it was. But now I'm kind of falling asleep around 12 and then waking up like 8.30 maybe, like if I don't have to work or anything. Uh, which, which is Which is good. Yeah, that's a pretty good schedule I'd, like that's kind of what i'd want ideally
0: yeah um, um we were talking earlier and you know you got some free time here you got to learn some french is my suggestion
1: yeah i've had like way too much free time uh i've been pretty depressed over like the past two weeks because there's just nothing to do it's very lonely here now that everyone's gone uh I think it was, it's worse now than it was because like when everyone was uh, gone earlier because then I had more to look forward to as far as uh, if there was like a trip coming up, like going to Ireland, there was kind of a span in between coming back from um, the National Park trip and that. It's so, like I wasn't upset then because I knew I'd be going to Ireland in a week. And uh, after Ireland, there was Christmas and Thanksgiving and seeing family and eventually you guys would be uh coming later in December. always things coming yeah but now that's not really the case uh i mean you guys will have like spring breaks and stuff within a few months but like this are kind of sporadic when that will happen and people will probably be going places other than upstate new york and just like the vibe of everyone being back isn't really going to happen so uh, not as much I look forward to there like really the big things to look forward to are all in the summer which is months from now it's not even February yeah so,
0: yeah it's a little bit of time weather's cruddy cold out yeah yeah
1: weather is horrible so like I'm pretty much stuck at home I was actually like trying to think of something to do and I was like oh I'll make a video like just pretty much for myself just kind of like walking around outlaws like pointing out the things and like kind of explain the history behind them or like the history within our friend group with them. Uh, like the trail that in Glencliffe that leads to a second kind of pseudo trail through tall grass into Dunkin Donuts might be something in the video. And I literally was like outside and I stood around and I looked around It's like, this is, this would be horrible. Like this is not out <laughs> plus at its finest. Like it's covered yeah. in snow, freezing cold, there's salt on the roads. Like, I should wait until like July 4th week or like the week after July 4th. Cause I feel like that's prime outlaws is right around then. Um, but that's a summer thing. So I have to wait for summer. So it's just a lot of waiting and being really bored and having like nothing really uh, to do, uh, which has just put me in a bad mood, bad headspace. Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah. I mean, it. I you were kind of hoping that the uh, internship would be keeping you busy with, with a lot of that free time. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, I can't really be working these like certain days that are session because like they could email me and be like, Oh, you can come in tomorrow and I can't have like a shift at target that day or I would be screwed. But I also don't really like working at target. So it's like, yeah, I'm doing something and I'm making money, but it like it's not really much more enjoyable than being home anyways.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like I feel like tar- like just being at working long shifts at Target definitely isn't help like would not help with feeling any better. At least, no. I don't I don't know.
1: It's it's not like one of like what you're doing is kind of more fulfilling and uh can be more social I imagine than Target is especially when like, my role within people is kind of just to be doing something all the time. Like, I don't really like a lot of people kind of are able to stand around and socialize, and whatever. But, uh, I'm actually like, working. Yeah, kind of a workhorse. And that's why they like always ask me to stay longer first. Uh, and half the time I try to come up with an excuse. And then got like a few times this week, uh, that didn't happen. So I was there for, way longer than I expected.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess the positive in the situation is you got some money. So, you know, whatever does happen, you can you can probably find an activity to do. I mean, I don't know. Like, do you think there's a trip that's coming up or I know you talked about Montreal.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's kind of like the one thing that I can think of uh, that could just be like a three or four day thing. Uh, some week with my dad, although that it's going to kind of take a bit of planning um, just because Canada's rules are shifting a lot, like, especially right now, right after the initial Omicron hit. Uh, So I think I brought that up last night. So I think we're going to start looking into that pretty soon. But other than that, not too much on the radar as far as traveling goes. Although if the internship thing really doesn't work out, uh like i can't just spend the next few months like sitting here doing pretty much nothing so i might try to figure out some kind of trip or something that i can do to keep time but yeah only time will tell on that front
0: yeah like for the time being you're a little held down with if that like sort of reignites you might have something to do but it's not like you can go i don't know fly to california and say hello to eric yeah i mean
1: i'd love to go to california but it's just it's a lot of money and like something i'd have to plan out and like be a lot of time that i would have to completely free up uh but like even now like i can't i could go on a hike but it would be like freezing cold the trails probably aren't super well kept uh my car is like terrible on the roads if they're not like perfectly dry it's like
0: i think i know how i think that would be less of your problem i think your problem with going on a hike is like spending time in the cold outside does not help with your mood yeah
1: yeah it's like even the things that i could do like if i went on a hike alone in the summer at least like the good weather and like the sun and the birds and the trees and stuff like that like being full of life with a ton of leaves would be kind of enough of a natural mood lifter that mm-hmm. like I could just kind of walk around alone and feel kind of at peace. But when it's like everything is dead and cold and covered in snow, it's not really what you want to be doing.
0: Yeah. No, like the, <laughs> I mean, I know I've had some moments where like when it's just cold and there's nothing to do outside in New York and it gets dark, you're just like, I don't know, definitely feel a little stuck. And then you do sort of have some things tying you down too, which doesn't, you know, allow too many doors to open. Yeah. Um, I mean, tr- you think you're going to stay at Target? You could always switch up Target.
1: Um, I mean, there have probably been like two or three different times where I thought that I was going to leave Target. There was the initial, at the end of my seasonal contract, um, I didn't think they were going to bring me on again just because they didn't mention it. Like, literally, I signed out for the last time. Um, I clocked out for the last time, I thought. And just because, you know, I was curious, I checked the schedule. and They said I was scheduled the next day, which, like, shocked me. Uh, because like literally if I didn't check that schedule, I would have not come in again and I would have been just like automatically fired because if you don't come in and for like three or four times straight and don't call out, they'll just fire you, which is, you know, fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I thought I was going to be like done then, or at least for like a month or two and then I could reapply as like a full time position. And then at the end of this summer, I also thought that I was, no. And then in like April or May or something, I thought I was going to be done because they weren't uh, finishing my, or they won't, weren't fixing my scheduling. So literally like the day I was going to put in my resignation, uh, one of the team leads comes up to me and, and was like, I don't know, talked to me about my scheduling and like saved it last second. And then during the summer I did hand in my resignation. And the second I handed it in, HR finally decided that it was worth emailing me and uh, turning me into uh, LOA so I could go on my trips, which they uh, just kind of ignored doing for like two months. So yeah. There have been like three different times where I thought I was going to be done, and I never you're, was. You're and just
0: tied to this Glenville target.
1: I know, and I don't like. It. I don't really like uh, being there, but I don't think there are very many other options and I don't think there would really be anything that would be too much better in the area,
0: so. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Change of scenery. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, don't, I, feel I like, mean, my like,
1: initial when I initially did a job search there, it was like this and like Hanford, and from what I've heard,
0: Hanford is not good. No, I've heard Hanford sucks. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If you were doing something where you were just like talking to people, I feel like, I, I feel like, being a target just by yourself in your head all the time probably changing that up wouldn't be a bad idea i don't know
1: yeah like i so either even something that's like more of a novelty place like i originally kind of looked into um like uh what's it called kulaks which is like yeah a plant small trees type spot garden trees. store yeah and like you need to like actually know what you're Talking about like you have to have some qualifications <laughs> apparently, but like that would have been way more fun because like you you're at least around like greenery you're probably kind of setting them up like watering them like you feel like you're kind of keeping the plants alive and stuff like you actually kind of more you have more of a role I would feel like yeah than just kind of like corporate retail hellscape type thing
0: yeah well that's what I mean like corporate retail like you like you actually make decent money and it's not like you're working oh, yeah. that hard, but it, no. is ta- it is taxing, but it's not like the work's hard.
1: No, the work's not difficult, but it's like, Oh my, it's just, it's so draining. And like, yeah, I mean, it can be physically draining if you do it for a long time, like literally just walking around. Cause I, I'm walking around all the time or just standing in one place. It's kind of one of the two extremes, I guess um and i work outside a lot so like now when it's freezing cold uh i'm out there like pushing carts and the new carts are like impossible to push and when it's like 101 degrees or whatever you're still out there pushing carts uh so it's definitely not like like, like you don't need a degree or something to do this like it's not a mental challenge which is probably part of the reason why it's so draining but yeah. it's definitely tedious and just not fun work.
0: Yeah, and you're not. I don't know. I I, I would feel like like you're just like you don't have an opportunity to really talk to anyone. No, if you're not really. At Target,
1: like, but I mean, we recorded Jordan's part before this, so uh, we can kind of comment on it here, uh, and listeners will understand once they listen to that part. But Jordan's kind of in a crappy situation as far as the team and stuff goes over there. The the
0: academy has not worked out uh, how he hoped it would.
1: Yeah, but he has like his teammates to like they're all friends and they can kind of complain about it to each other and as much as like you're still in that crappy situation like being able to just kind of joke about it and complain about it with other people. I, I feel like it's actually a really big positive like that can be really helpful.
0: 100%. And it, uh, it definitely is an outlet for how frustrated I'm sure that they all are because they all go into this with such big expectations. And if, like, yeah. if the thing doesn't work out how you hoped it did, and then on top of that, you're, you know, not socializing and you're just like grinding for this machine that isn't working, then that's just like it's just uh, spirals, I'd feel like.
1: Yeah, exactly. So. I guess that's kind of been the story of the last few weeks.
0: Yeah. uh, I guess you gotta, you gotta find some way to get some social interaction, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, all the people, let's see, there's like, there's no one really there. That's my age. They're either like maybe graduate school or they're like 40 or 50 or something. Um, And just, I don't know, like, it's people working retail. Like, it's not like it's people that are kind of similar to you as you would expect. Because, like, if you work in a policymaking um, office or something, like, you'd expect people to kind of be similar to you because they've been drawn to this just like you have and have, like, the same mindset and same kind of thing for environmental stuff and pretty much any profession yeah that's not really the case with these not minimum wage jobs but
0: they're money-making jobs like you go there when you need to make money
1: yeah exactly like there's there's no passion i have no passion for (laughs) pushing carts in target
0: (laughs) yeah the the, the passion i mean especially nine hours pushing carts in the cold is not you're not gonna feel a connection to those cards. Yeah, exactly. Actually,
1: we did switch out the cards, which I feel like I talked about last week a little bit. But, I don't remember. Man, that. I maybe not. Maybe I just talked about it with Toby. But man, those old cards, I do kind of feel a connection to them now that we have these new ones because these new ones suck. Like, are they, they do even not change? turn. So they used to be kind of all plastic, super lightweight, which was. Bad in the sense that if it got windy and they were loose, they would go flying and go into cars, um, which has been at least really pretty bad. But now they're kind of the typical like metal framing, and uh, I think that kind of basket area where you'd put the stuff is plastic. So, kind of what you'd expect at like Walmart. Yeah. Um, and these ones, like with the old ones, you could stack. 12 pretty comfortably uh and like if you wanted to push it you could get it to like 20 and maneuver them like well enough and be able to push them up the and the target parking lots on like a slight hill so being yeah. able to push those light carts was like possible and they'd stick together pretty well so they wouldn't go flying off the end but these new ones like them you probably max out at like four or five because after that they're gonna Like they go flying off the end if you slow down at all. They just do not turn at all. They're heavier. It's like awful.
0: Why they? Why would they change carts?
1: My guess is, well, I asked one of the uh, kind of lower level management people, and he said uh, the issue with them like flying in the parking lot, the lighter plastic ones, and durability. Which I kind of guessed the durability, but. I didn't really think the hitting cars thing would be as much of an issue because it didn't really happen that much. And they're also, like, light plastic carts. Like, they didn't do damage. Yeah. They may have, like, left a little scuff, but you could probably just wipe it off with your hand. And now if these metal ones go flying, like, they're going to dent your car.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. And you say that you don't have passion for target car pushing. (laughs) Come on.
1: No, I do not. Hopefully target doesn't hear this episode
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, we're actually
1: pretty late in this uh episode or this recording but i wanted to talk real quick before we like wrap it up or anything so the arguably one of the greatest football games of all time your bills probably one of the most heartbreaking losses of all time as well did you how much of that did you watch like your reaction family reaction was P- Professor McCory doing?
0: Yeah, I watched it. Um, it was not fun to watch. I remember, like, it wasn't. I've had more passion for Bills games in the past because when I'm by myself watching it on a cruddy illegal stream, it's not as much fun uh, as it he is. Means when he means legal stream. Legal. Legal. St- legal stream. Well, uh, if Targets listening to this, you know, legal stream. <laughs> yeah. um, but like when you're by yourself in that play. And I, I had still like the first couple days I was here I was a little, like it definitely took a little while to kind of adjust and get back into it. COVID was affecting stuff. So I was here and I was kind of uncomfortable with the whole situation. I hadn't quite adjusted from how comfortable everything is at home to, you know, not as comfortable. And so I wasn't like too emotional about the game, but I was like, just not fun to watch. It was a great football game, and I didn't feel as bad as I would have expected I would because, like, the Chiefs just played so well. You know what I mean? Like, I respect that they played really well.
1: Yeah. Well, now that they've lost.
0: Yeah. Like, And, and I don't have anything against the Chiefs. Like, I know people are saying it's become, like, a big rivalry. Like, I want to win, but it's, like, such an honorable... It's like a duel between two friends. Yeah. It's yeah, like, if, if you and fast. I if you and I had to duel because who knows what, what happened, but if it was just fight to the death between you and I, it wouldn't be enjoyable to watch, but we would fight with honor. And if one of us lost, we from heaven looking down, we'd say, you know what? They earned that. Or looking up. Or looking up. I mean, if Jack's the one to die, he'll be looking up. (laughs)
1: uh yeah i guess i guess yeah if we were in a fight to the death i wouldn't kick sand in your eyes
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like should the overtime rules be changed yes did the chiefs earn the win
1: we should we should have asked jordan about that yeah Yeah, overtime rules have to change those are all gotta be changed
0: 100 but it's not like like i think they should change regardless i think that honestly our defense should have gotten a stop and that's what lost us yeah. the game. If if we could have gotten a stop, we would have won the game. So it's not like I'm mad because we deserve to win. Like, of course, as a fan of the team, I'm gonna say we deserve to win. But when you let that defensive breakdown happen twice in a row, maybe you didn't deserve to win. So anyway, bright future for the Bills, you know, no bad feelings towards the Chiefs, which is unlike me and my you know, uh uh Patriotism, patriot, not usually when the Bills lose, I'm pretty mad. Like when it was to the Titans, um, and I I just remember, I still hate the Titans. Like, it's not even a rivalry, (laughs) but I don't know. I just, like, they didn't earn that. When Houston against Houston, they didn't earn that, but Chiefs, they played a great game. Anyway, that's my analysis.
1: Yeah, and uh, I guess just quickly, Packers also got knocked out they just played like trash ever since after the first drive um i don't really care what aaron Rodgers does uh it'll be cool i guess if he comes back next year because we'll probably have another shot even though we really should have like wow thinking about it like the floodgates were open if we won that game we play the rams who almost choked it uh last night And And it almost
0: choked in the first game, too. Oh, my,
1: yeah. And we like we could have beaten the Rams and then we'd be in the Super Bowl playing the Bengals, who like obviously, you know, Joe, Joe Burrow, Bengals, respect, good team. But it's not like we'd be playing the Buccaneers or something, or we would have played them earlier. But you know what I mean?
0: I'd be happy playing the Bengals in a Super Bowl,
1: yeah, exactly. Like, I'd like our chances, so we Um, completely blew it. Uh, and you know what? I I uh I think a little rebuild would be kind of interesting to go through as long as it doesn't last like 30 years like the Bears or something like Yeah.
0: Or I mean the Bengals rebuild, you saw that. I mean Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, like if something like the, that happens, that'd be fun.
0: Like Green Bay has an all-right team. Like Cincinnati has an all-right team and they got a quarterback who's just playing very well. So I feel like if they did rebuild, it wouldn't be that bad.
1: We got a we got a lot of expiring contracts. Um, actually, like there's kind of a lot of talk about uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, like both leaving. So I hope they franchise tag Devontae and kind of make him stay there. I mean, uh, I'd because... be after him
0: though.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I would too. But I'm pretty sure if they franchise tag you, you don't really have a choice. But but I I would be pretty painful to go see. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae both leave to like the Broncos or something, then they go in a championship.
0: That'd be, that'd suck. (laughs) It it would. It would. But um, the only other thing, real quick, I know our time's going up here. Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, pseudo retired. Not really.
0: Well, I, is it official that he hasn't retired?
1: It's official that he hasn't made up his mind yet. Let's, yeah, I, I, was think, I think he will. That's my guess. I'm not going to put think money on will. it. But.
0: I think... I hope that he doesn't. I Like when I... You know, all the time that he was a Patriot, I really despised him. Since he's been <laughs> on Tampa Bay, I've respected him and um been rooting him on. And I don't know. I want, I'd like to see how long he does. If he gets another ring, that'd be dope. As long as he doesn't... Knock the bills down in the process, but yeah, I feel uh, like he would have come out with an official like himself announcement.
1: Yeah, uh, I was pretty surprised when it wasn't like a TB twelve uh, Twitter video or something. Uh, yeah, it was that's just Schefter I mean. saying what ended up being BS. Um, but it was kind of funny seeing literally like official NFL account. His own brand, like tweeting out like a farewell uh, message and all these posts everywhere, like what a great career. And then like three hours later, it's like he contacts someone and like calls the GM. He's like, I haven't made up my mind yet. Everyone backtracks, deletes everything. Yeah, Adam Sheffer
0: funny. like killed his reputation or whatever. <laughs>
1: but yeah, that's what people are saying. I don't think that's true, but
0: no, I'm sure he probably got. Like from a decent, I don't know. Anyway, uh, anything else we want to add here in the first half?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, my side of things as a well-known Brady hater, uh, I hope he does retire. <laughs> I'm sick of seeing him in the league. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, I, I, uh, I do not like Tom Brady. So, do you
0: respect I will- him?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's been successful in what he does. I think people give him a l- way too much credit, but
0: oh, you've always been such a Brady hater.
1: I've been a big Brady hater. I will okay. wear that badge with honor. That's you know that's fine by me. Uh, did wait, okay. Did you see the Skip Bayless thing? No. Oh my god, that was so funny. He on his like radio show, he like told his life story, and he's like. When I met my wife on our first date, like this is after getting divorced twice because of this or maybe it's just once. He was like, You will always be second to my work. Like this is my passion. Like you will always be second to my work and she's like, Okay and then they went and got married and everyone was like, Bro, Ski Bayless, generational hater <laughs> <laughs> which is a really funny thing. Like it was like a seven minute monologue or something about how he loves hating on lebron more than his wife and how like if they have like date night is every friday unless lebron is playing
0: that's super funny i i've seen a couple of his clips that guy's just so nonsense <laughs> he's uh he's pure entertainment
1: he's pure like entertainment when
0: someone else is reacting to him yeah steve I smith too. i mean like obviously their the whole their whole job is just, just uh like hate and cause the pot drama, yeah, exactly. But uh, no, it's it's funny stuff. But I don't know. Tom Brady's getting into crypto too, so yeah,
1: that's kind of a you know seeing All the like all the athletes go into the crypto and NFT thing. It's like, oh come on, guys.
0: Yeah, the crypto uh, thing is
1: one thing, I guess, but the NFT is like, oh come on.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking. I've I've been doing. I'm about to go on a quick tangent here. I know our, we might even have to divide this episode. Uh, but so because of tax law, Puerto Rico is has become like one of the capitals of crypto. Um, they have a program where if you come from anywhere in the U.S. for the first five years you're here, you do not pay any capital gains tax. So your capital, short-term capital gains tax in the U.S. is like Uh-oh. 37%. So you realis- realistically can get... Thirty-seven percent more than you would if you lived in California. So you have all mm-hmm. these. Like, if you are a crypto millionaire, uh, you can move to some states, you know, Florida, Texas, where you make a little more money, but you you will make a like you won't pay taxes if you live here. So anyway, a lot of crypto millionaires, NFT people, are coming here and gentrifying and making prices of housing and go up and not causing any jobs, and it's a whole movement here. <laughs> Jesus. NFTs um,
1: and crypto just keep getting worse.
0: Yeah, but it was so interesting. Like I didn't really know about it too much and then I, I a couple of days ago I spent some time reading about it and I didn't know how big of an issue it was. So I know I talked talked about wanting to do a video essay during my time here for the YouTube channel Ooh, and the that'd website. Be a great topic. And I think that'd be a pretty interesting one because like
1: uh, I didn't know that. Most people probably don't.
0: Yeah, like everyone that I know is I mean, like Puerto Ricans are obviously against it, but, I mean, you see in, like, places like Austin, Texas, like, how it's literally changed their city, and I don't know. It's interesting. So maybe uh, I'll have an update in the next podcast with maybe that story going live on the website, Um, but I think that's very interesting that I'd bring that up. Uh, I would have plugged that earlier if we did prep for this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's, that's a good idea. I would support that. Um, Not the crypto. <laughs> You're right.
0: Yeah. And like, I don't know. I've never been enthusiastic about crypto.
1: I think. I don't want to say any super hot takes, although I probably end, I end up will end up doing so because they might be really bad. Uh, I mean, I just think NFTs are kind of just like, They don't, everyone, like obviously by the definition of what value is, they have value because the people who have the means to pay for them are willing to pay for them and do pay for them. So technically, yeah, they do have the value that people are buying them for. But like eventually I feel like it's going to fizzle out and people will kind of realize how stupid it is and someone will just be left with like a 100,000 dollar hole in their pocket and like a digital <laughs> like a picture in their digital of a pocket. Yeah. And their what is it non-fungible token? Yeah. Uh so I don't even know what non-fungible
0: I, I, means, but it seems like whatever these things are, they're definitely non-fungible. <laughs> like I agree. Like,
1: like there's That means, like, whatever you're... If you're willing to take that risk, like, fine. Like, there's no real harm behind it. I'm pretty sure it's really bad for the environment, right? Or is that crypto? I know crypto is. it's the same thing.
0: The NFTs operate on the blockchain, and the blockchain is bad for the environment just because it... I mean, people will argue that it's not that bad because, you know, most of it's renewable. But, yeah, it's definitely bad. It's mostly in China, you know... All right. Anyone that knows anything about crypto could totally be hating on us, speaking out of our, you well, no. know, what? I mean, but yeah, my understanding but... is that a lot of it happens in China and China's grid is very uh, petroleum based. So,
1: yeah. So, I mean, aside from the very bad environmental thing, like NFTs, sure, <laughs> like it's not affecting me. So I shouldn't care too much. Um, as far as crypto goes, I guess it's the same deal, except. Crypto makes I more think, sense to me. I don't my hot take is that I think crypto will be largely illegal within the next few decades. Which I don't think is crazy to say.
0: No. Because, uh well I'd say it's gonna be regulated within a year or two. I don't know about oh, well, illegal yeah. in decades. I think I mean yeah, by it,
1: illegal, I mean like heavily regulated, if not illegal.
0: Yeah, I guess the
1: government loses a
0: lot of money. And power, uh, I'm too. Sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure China made it illegal, right? China could have made it illegal and they, like, released a government-backed crypto coin. I don't know. But, yeah, China did it for reasons that the U.S. is going to regulate it In that, like, the U.S. dollar is one of the reasons that the U.S. is a global power. Like, there's most almost any place in the world you can pay in U.S. dollars. Yeah, like, I don't... It's like crypto.
1: It's so volatile that it seems like I don't think the U.S. government ever gonna accept it as like its new form of currency. And I don't, I don't think that's really what it's trying to be. It's kind of just trying to be like a middleman so people can avoid taxes and fees and stuff. But I don't know. It just seems like really, it just seems like a money making scheme at this point. Yes. Well, like there doesn't seem to be very much like crypto innovation past what they've already gotten to. And like now people just make new coins and people are like this is the next Bitcoin and they pump a ton of money out of it. Some people make a lot of money. A lot of people lose a lot of money. And it's like Bitcoin and Ethereum or whatever, like the two big ones and everyone else is just kind of like here for a few seconds and go on the next.
0: Yeah, I feel like my very limited understanding would be that anything that's not like Ethereum, Bitcoin I don't. I don't really see how that will ever hold sustainable value. I know people argue yeah. that, like, because the blockchains that they're based on, and you know, if you need to concrete how people own things or cement how people own things in the you know metaverse or whatever, you need stuff on blockchains. So, I mean, there's a high chance we could be totally off about this take. And yeah, that... we should
1: probably cut all of this because we have no idea what we're talking about. But the good no, conversation to have between the two I ones.
0: would 100% want to list, be able to listen back to this because say the metaverse becomes you know super big and everything you own like it's not like NFTs are where now where it's like it seems like it's fine art but it's just like NFTs or how you know that stuff's legit you know we could I, there's a there's a high chance that we're in the we're in the wrong about this
1: mm, I mean NFT like I'm pretty sure it's pretty much the number or something in the like it's basically like having a code saying like this is mine, like the actual image doesn't technically matter like it's connected to it, but it's not like there's something special in the image, like there would be like a Mona Lisa it's like obviously you can't you can try to repaint it, but like whatever you do, you will literally never have like the exact brush strokes and whatnot, yeah,
0: yeah uh, and and you know technically like we could screenshot some nft and throw it on our own blockchain
1: yeah i mean i do understand that like that technically isn't the same thing because we don't have like the i don't know what the correct term is but there's like i'm pretty sure there's a special like code or something kind of connected to it within the blockchain that like makes it like the kind of one of one or you know however many there are um but like technically just looking at it like what layman would actually see like us like it's just a ugly picture of a monkey yeah we we have like no idea what we're talking about so uh if someone wants to come explain it <laughs> that'd be helpful although i feel like people who know a lot about it probably are pretty biased towards it so it'd be pretty yeah. it's it'd be pretty hard to get an unbiased like giver of
0: information um for anyone that is interested, um, what's his name? Johnny Harris on YouTube, a journalist, did a video arguing both sides of crypto and NFTs. I'd recommend it. Oh okay. It, it's a you know, not like the most fun watch, but definitely very um educating, educative, educative? What's the word I'm looking for here? Educational. Educational, yeah. Um but <laughs> Maybe we should have gone to college. But yeah. I don't know. I've I've kind of decided to stay mostly away from crypto and NFTs because it does. I don't know. To me, it doesn't seem like it makes fundamental sense. Uh, but I don't. If think, it's normalized, I think I'll get involved.
1: I think most most people who are like putting their money into it don't actually care about like the legitimacy of it and like the like actual future. They just care about the. Uh, Ponzi scheme of this aspect of, of it, the stock. Yeah, the, like the financial, like stock aspect of it. Like they don't actually care if Bitcoin's going to be used as you like legal U.S. tender within a few decades or whatever. No, it's just they just want to make money, and as a part of that, they don't want to like pretty much admit that. So then people try to defend it.
0: And the other interesting piece is that a lot of very influential people are super invested into crypto. Yeah, which doesn't they make, make it money any. Too yeah which doesn't make it any like more fundamentally sound but it does make normalize it like when yeah, you go when nature. you open venmo or paypal or cash app or any fintech anything That's they an throw crypto s- straight into your face and all the you know owners of of and executives of that are like so and even just the brand is so invested into crypto. So, like, they're promoting it because it will make them a whole lot of money. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, if you buy a stock, they'll make money. So
0: Yeah. So, or their stock know. goes up. Yeah. Well, if they're investing in crypto and they promote it, crypto's value will increase and they'll make money. But it's, Yeah. So, other than the environmental thing, like, there's nothing wrong with
1: it. Like, there's a chance you'll lose a lot of money, which is your own choice to make i guess so go yeah, ahead yeah. or make sports a ton of money you could make a ton of money too
0: sports gambling is legal in new york now For sports us. gambling
1: is legal yeah For I, and I. i've always thought that it would i don't like losing money so i don't know if i'd really do it but i don't know it seems kind of fun to like maybe between <laughs> your friends or something
0: <laughs> i love how we go from questioning the fundamentals of cryptocurrency to yeah sports betting sounds like fun <laughs> yeah
1: i feel, i don't know but i feel like when you're doing like sports betting like you're not pretending that there's some like bigger you're not pretending that you're not
0: gambling yeah like yeah of course i'm
1: gambling like i'm just trying to do this for like entertainment and potential money even though i know i'll probably lose it I'm not trying to be like bro nfts just as more valuable than mona lisa or just as valuable this is true art bro like this is
0: the future one yeah i i mean I haven't done really any major sports betting. We had that one story that now's not the time to tell it, that about the fight that we put money on. Um but no, I
1: didn't. I've never done it. Although I should have because I've uh, successfully predicted the score of the uh Falcons New England Super Bowl. I yeah. got this like points like everything perfect. And I like. I texted to my grandpa, and I still the a screenshot. Like right before the game, I could have made a lot of money off that. But
0: the the you problem know, is, <laughs> you, you always. I take know. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, the the problem is that I know it, a decent amount of people who just get way too much into. I don't know that many people. I know very few people, but I know them who've gotten so into sports betting where you bet on every single game, and every single day there's a like every football sunday you do a parlay on all the games where you're literally yeah. just like even if it's a buck or two bucks you can it's just like a
1: thousand dollars but it's like so insane to, if you were to get it
0: yeah realistically it's like you're throwing away you know just from doing like that small of a bet you're throwing, throwing away you know a couple bucks every week but i guess people would argue that if it makes the game more entertaining to watch as long as it's just in very very moderation i i i can see the enjoyment i guess yeah
1: we definitely sound like
0: idiots going from
1: the crypto to nft like not knowing what we're talking about and then going to the sports betting but you know that's all right yeah it's our that's
0: podcast all right. <laughs> it's our podcast what are you guys gonna do it's 55 minutes long right now this is only part one what are you gonna all do right, guys? let's wrap it up let's wrap it up uh this brings us to the end of part one of the 19th episode of the 13th year um yeah, this episode's been a little crazy. You can probably tell that we didn't prepare. And we kind of just both in the next part, part two, with Jordan and in this part here, there was a lot of rambling and forgetting that we wanted to mention stuff and all that. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, anything, Jack? Tad?
1: Um, Tom Brady, please do not play football ever again.
0: Make sure to check out our website, abodemedia.org. You can check out our Instagram, where uh, Jackson, keeping it going. Actually, some pretty great content on there, Uh, abodemedia.org, Instagram. And uh, check out Chase 5 if you haven't already seen it. There's some new content on the website. I hope you guys enjoy. Part 2 will be out, maybe today, maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.